Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the UK Film Review podcast. Um, today we are talking all about Blumhouse with the release of Freaky uh, this week or maybe next week, I think, depending on which cinema you're going to. Um, the new Blumhouse film directed by Christopher Landon. Um, we are going to be talking about Blumhouse, their back catalogue and what they've done in, in cinema in recent years. So for this, I am joined by Rachel Pullen. Hello. Hello. And I am joined <laughs> by Ian Lunny as well. Hello. <laughs> um, right, good. Now we've done that bit. Um, yes, <laughs> we've got that. Rachel, Rachel, let's just go with a, a rough. What do you think of Blumhouse? Do you are you a fan of their films? Are you a fan of some more than others? I'm thinking maybe. Uh, uh, yeah, no. Blumhouse have created some amazing films. Uh, they love to to go for the um, you know a lot of interesting low budget films i mean you know they did the paranormal activity made a lot of money off that cash back you know and then they've sort of worked up and we've got some interesting big ones um obviously we just gestured towards the fact that i feel i also actually feel like i'm the only person who hates insidious (laughs) and i couldn't sleep the other day i watched them when they came out i haven't seen the final one is it the skeleton key yeah Yeah. i think it is last key yeah some garbage some that no one key. cares about. Where's some my, key. Where's my keys? Oh, it's... a ghost got it in a parallel universe. No one cares. Oh. Um, <laughs> somewhere it's laying around. Who cares? Yeah. No one cares. Well, I couldn't sleep the other day, so I was like, oh, yeah, prep. I'll watch um, the first two Insidiouses to put me to sleep, mm-hmm. um, which they did a semi-successful job at because I didn't get to number three. And uh, I just – I was when I was re-watching them at home, not in a cinema setting, which I think takes away a lot of it, I was like, James Wan, beautiful shots. Mm-hmm. I love the aesthetic. He loves so, a good zoom all, in. I'm, I'm agreement here. Keep going. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah. Get ready, Ian. It's going to get spicy. I love it. Like, James Wan's like, I love it. Zoom in. Everything must be zoom in. Close. Just do zoom in shots. Brilliant. I love that. 
Um, something happened, zoom in. Um, and then, you where's know. Where's my keys? Zoom in. Zoom in. Where's the key? <laughs> it's right there. I zoomed too much. And then, um, like, <laughs> it's micro keys. And then, um, you know, that's all beautiful. And I love it. And I love how they use, like, makeup and special effects rather than CGI. That's really brilliant. I was, I'm all into that. Let's, let's be excited. But, oh, my God, isn't it just the most boringest <laughs> storyline any of us have ever sat through? And also, the first one, when I was watching it, the oh. kid falls off the ladder, doesn't he, in the beginning? Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he does. He falls off, if you really pay attention, right? He falls off like two steps and <laughs> then he's in a coma. And I'm like, is your head made of soft He cheese? may be a little kid. What are you talking about? <laughs> isn't, it because, isn't it because he's possessed that he's in the coma, not because he fell off a ladder? I don't want to think about that. Actually, that makes more sense than my point. That's the point, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. There's that bit where the old, the kind of old lady exorcist says... Yeah. Um, why do we have to see him fall off a ladder? Because it's that's, that's because when he got possessed. Because he fell off a ladder. Yeah, he got possessed I've then. I've fallen off tons of ladders in my time. And no, but you didn't fall possessed. off when you were getting possessed, did you? Wait, he's getting possessed as he falls off the ladder? I'm, I think he's possessed at the time of falling. You've never oh, you've never right. fallen off a ladder I think and you're possessed. he falls and then he's possessed. He falls and then something goes... <laughs> Ah! And so then it's raising the question possessed. that if we all fall off ladders, we 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 are subject to perhaps not getting necessarily possessed. every time getting possessed. Yes, and then that's that a risk we lead. <laughs> then that makes Insidious even worse because they don't ever cover that topic for the rest About of the movie. Ladders. <laughs> About with the ladders. Yeah. So I'm meant to now have living fit, like in the 90s when you'd watch TV shows and it made us all proper scared of quicksand. Do you remember that? I feel like quicksand was like a topic no. in the 90s. No, oh, I'm not all right sure. then, it's just me. <laughs> right. So no. I spent a proportion of my childhood fearing quicksand because I was okay. Do you now fear ladders? Is that what? Yeah, what now you? I might fall off a ladder and be like, oh my God, demons. But that aside, right, I was also... <laughs> The storyline is so boring. Everyone's just wet and annoying. They're just like gross, moist people. And I really don't like the, the, the music, the jarring. I know it's meant to be jarring, but that like, um, weird, like clanging of bins or whatever he decides to use as music every time. It's very like horror 101, isn't it? Yeah. But it's too much. When something bad bad happens and it's like, And then like a curtain moves and then it's like clang or like a bee flies in the room and it's like clang and it's like, you know, Jesus Christ, calm down, James. Calm down, Mr. One. It's too much. And then I watched the second one. I love love that. Sorry. I love that this is your opinions on Blumhouse and it's become how much you hate Insidious. Why does he fall off a ladder? It's got nothing to do with anything. It just annoyed me. Right. And then the second one. I think I've erased the second one from my Ooh. mind. Oh my god, have I erased the second one from my mind? Oh my god, I think I have. Anyway, the second one's garbage as well. Equally, I'm as bored, and I just, I feel like you, could, if you summed up Insidious, it's mm-hmm. just people fall off ladders and then everyone's carrying a lantern. The end. <laughs> Done it. Wrote Blumhouse. In, wrote Insidious. You don't even need to watch the other piles oh. of garbage. Wow. Aside from that, visually, it's a very nice film. But now I'm worried about ladders. What a point. What an amazing point They won't just maybe run the risk of dying, but they'll get possessed. Yeah, I know. Stupid ladders. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, that's how I feel about Insidious. Let's move on. Right. That wasn't a question, but thank you. Um, I'm completely lost. (laughs) 
You can't I, expect let's us to let's believe just keep that Lalia's talking about incidents. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> what happens in the, someone remind me what happens in the second I was one. so prepared to talk about my opinions of Blumhouse, and now it's oh, just... Oh, no, no, been... no, 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 no. <laughs> Ian, I've remembered it. I've remembered. What happened? Uh, the second one, the man, Patrick okay. Wilson, who is a total daddy, by the way. Oh, I like him. He's sexy. Anyway, okay. he gets possessed by a um, ghost... And then gets mad at the humans, and yeah, that I remember. That's the second. Is it one, insidious isn't it? that that it is the second one where there's the weird parallel world they go into? Is that the second? That's one? in the first one as well. Everyone's running around with lanterns. But they go back into the they go back planet. into the first one and see the weird Darth Maul man, don't they? The weird yeah, red. That, and someone's that's, possessed the old. Yeah, man. that's the second yeah. one. That's the yeah. second one. I, I think. I think. I think. Um, you make fair points about insidious, but I think with. I've kind of just jumped in with my opinion now. I've cut you off, Rachel. I'm like, I'm up. talking. I'm <laughs> Is that okay, Andy? Can yeah. I just jump in? <laughs> Please do. Um, I think my opinion on Insidious and I guess the broader like Blumhouse catalog is that I think Blumhouse, and you've touched upon it, Rachel, they do things very well with a very tight budget. And I think that they are, in my opinion, this is where I'm going to get pretentious guys so like prepare yourself this is strapped in academic mind ian as i'm gonna be like oh yes i did this on my studies um (laughs) i stop immediately fall off a ladder yeah that's (laughs) what i did in my essays what happens when you fall off uh, ladders in film obviously there's a lot of trends throughout cinema that go in and out musicals are a big thing that was in cinema that went away and are coming back partially and action films during like the 80s and like that kind of trends of cinema always kind of happens whereas horror is something that's like always continuous through uh cinema and you see horror kind of reflect society's tensions a lot of the time when you had like the red scare back in like the day you saw a lot of things about people being like the enemy within your society where you have things like invasion of the body snatchers which is kind of sci-fi as well but you have horror kind of reflecting that like tensions and i think what blumhouse has done amazingly in like the recent years even with films like insidious which i kind of agree isn't probably one of the ones i put high in their scale they reflect a lot of tensions in society by using horror that we already know but changing it so using things like the haunted house in paranormal activity or the uh again with insidious as well and sinister there's an element of those films coming out around about the time where we saw like the market crash in housing. And you look at horror films about haunted houses prior to this. There's a lot of like, you know, the horror of the haunted house. It's away from the normal home. It's usually people coming to look after it as caretakers, The Shining, for example. But in these, it's very much like a suburban middle class, upper class home that's been like attacked by ghosts and like demons And then with things like Insidious and Sinister, you see that it's not the home, it's the people. And like inherently people are the issue, which I think is really good. I think that's Insidious's like high points. It's not great in terms of its general sort of horror. Like, as you both mentioned, it does a lot of like the stereotypical horror, like loud bang. And then, oh, my God, there's a bang at the door. Oh, what am I going to do? But I think it does a good job of kind of taking something we already know and making it like unsettling again in a different way for now modern times. And I think they've done that throughout their catalogue. So that's my like broad thoughts on Blumhouse, because I think you look at like the home invasion films, they use that genre, change it to reflect societal change. And the same with things like Get Out and Us. I think they do a really good job at that. So that's my general thoughts. That's my general thoughts of Blumhouse. (laughs) 
housing market. If I went into a house and it was possessed, but the house was proper lush and I got it at a steal price, I'd be like, fine, let's crack on. It's not bad, right? I think yeah, if that would agree, especially in London, it. if I came across yeah. a house like that in Sinister, like a house in Sinister, I'd be like, yeah, I'll yeah. stay here. And I mean, also yeah. in Sinister, moving is the thing that makes it like hurt you, isn't it? So just stay put. Just stay put. I think it's you know? stressful. Yeah. yeah, it is stressful, especially when you've got a demon around. <laughs> I don't know. It could make it a bit more entertaining. You never yeah, know. I think that's where Blumhouse like, hits high highs. And I guess that's me being my like less... Be using because I studied horror. I'm doing that. I'm going to be like, oh, I studied this. Um, but the, it, it, I feel Blumhouse do a really good job of reflecting the tensions of the time they're made in. So, like, even their like most recent films, um, they did one recently with Kevin Bacon, which was quite good. You should have left. Is that it? I sh- watched it, and Kevin Bacon's sexy, yeah. and I watched it. But that's good. very reflective of now. We can't leave our homes. <laughs> like, you, <laughs> we're stuck in our houses, and I feel. They're very good at maybe touching the pulse of societal tensions. And I always think horror does reflect societal tensions. And like, I think obviously we'll get onto it more, but Get Out does that amazingly. But yeah, Mm. back to Insidious. There we go. That's (laughs) that's my general thoughts of Blumhouse. (laughs) Am I the only one, though, who genuinely just thinks if we take away, obviously, all the the housing and the James Wan being a very good director and everything like that? Yeah, James Wan's a great guy. Absolutely, I don't understand why it was so. Like when I rewatched, I was like, "Why was this so popular?" It just is. I don't really think it's terrible. Boring. I don't think it's really boring. What do you? It's think? not. Ter- I think. I yeah, think Insidious is fine. And <laughs> I like... love it. It's the best movie ever. <laughs> I love me yeah. and Rachel went off on one, and you went. And it's he's just fine. like touching his Insidious puppets. No, well, right. I don't know. I like... love you. I love you. <laughs> I was. Wa- I watched it in prep for the for this podcast, and I. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. It also wasn't as scary. I was expecting, like, actually really scary because I'm not, I'm not a big one on on the, on the scares, which is odd for mm. somebody who's hosting this podcast. But <laughs> I, I get scared fairly easily. But then I don't. It didn't have that. The tension was there mm-hmm. in the build up to an extent, and I think for me, when stuff, I was having a conversation with someone the other day. And they were, I was talking about films, talking about horror films, and they said, "Oh, I didn't like that. It, nothing happened." about mm. um hereditary they were talking about and mm. i was like what's he talking about hereditary's great a girl loses her face to a telephone pole. Yeah, i was gonna a say it's in pretty intense hereditary yeah. i'm not gonna lie no, but then, and then the rest of it but the point is but the problem with the last act of insidious it, it starts being scary because too much happens as soon as things start yeah. flying around yeah, and you true. see you see too much of the the bad people and the, yeah. i don't even know what they are but you know there's a that's the other thing is they don't really stick to one it's because they're like lost souls or something, but they don't stick mm. to one uh, like ghost or something. Like mm-hmm. one minute it's like an old woman, and then it's like a thing with fire on its face, and then it's a little, yeah. a little kid is the scary. The, the other one that's laughing and just keeps running around the house laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, the con- uh, it reminds creepy me. Creepy kids con- get me. Yeah. Creepy kids scare me. <laughs> I mean, kids in the real world scare me. Yeah, but kids are terrible. I don't just creepy kids. Yeah. I was at a barbecue last night with kids, and I was just um, like, Jesus Christ. I mean, we could really do with a well at that point to chuck them in like the ring, you know. <laughs> Solve a lot of problems. I was very stressed. Oh, One of them came God. near me. Oh, I'm over it now, though. But the point is, Are like... Yeah, well, you know, the ring was good. But, um, like, the thing is, if you... I always think, like, Insidious is quite like The Conjuring, but The Conjuring wasn't a Blumhouse film, was it? No, I don't think it is. No. It was if James Wan... Oh, that's, that's probably why they feel familiar. It's, 
I think Insidious, yeah. I think I agree that like, so I think why I like some of their other stuff is like Insidious feels the most less, I know it sounds weird to say, but it feels like it has like not as, it's kind of touching upon what you said, Andy, with all these like random like people in the house, people in the house and mm. stuff like Sinister, which is one I actually really enjoy. There's a direct what this thing is. And there's a direct like this is what's happening to these people, and it and I get what maybe they were trying to do, or what James Wan was trying to do with Insidious, but it, it felt for me not bad. I actually enjoyed that film. I wouldn't say I, out of the three of us, if 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 you're Rachel, you're like I don't like it. You're it. I'm fine, and I'm I would say I enjoy it. I enjoy that film, but I wouldn't be like man, that's a really amazing film because I don't think it has the element of horror where you're having like... So The Ring, for example, which you brought up about throwing kids in the well, there's a direct like... you that What you're seeing, you're like, right, that's terrifying because I, I, I have an element of like, that's what that is. But because in Insidious, you're just kind of like, there's a creepy kid, there's loads of spirits everywhere and souls and what's going on why am i who's this demon darth maul dude what's going on where's the key my god it's so where's my keys where's Where my, my keys, keys? <laughs> i reckon that the fourth one that none of us appear to have seen is just someone losing their car keys whilst really in a rush for a meeting yeah that's what i think it is i've yeah. never watched it but i have an image it. i have an image of the demon the running around yeah. trying to find his keys, <laughs> I got the keys. <laughs> where are my keys i tell you though man Talking of like stuff that genuinely makes us scared, mm-hmm. I remember watching the first time we w- I watched Sinister. Yeah, that's and really I think good. The fact that you don't see the geezer, I forget his name. Oh, the it's demon. like yeah, but uh, it begins with a B, doesn't it? Bah, bah, yeah. bah, something like that. We're calling it's not him the Bob Boogie Man. We'll call um, Bob Hoskins. Don't say that. I love Bob Hoskins. Um, <laughs> he's sexy in his own way, but yeah. when you don't see Bob Hoskins, you just have like that vague, like he's underwater. <laughs> And then, like, I think you see him in, like, a mirror or something, don't you? It's all, like, blurry, kind of, like, he's mm-hmm. in a phone box. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, that is, the, you know, the ambiguity of him mm-hmm. is brilliant. It's what makes it interesting. And also that scene where they're watching the home movie and the lawnmower goes over oh, their face. Ah, them home movies. I loved it. I thought Sinister was absolutely terrifying the yeah. first time I watched it. And um, also, you know... Ethan Hawke is that yeah Ethan Hawke why is Ethan Hawke I know I bring it up in every podcast who's good looking and who's not why is Ethan Hawke only good looking in that movie oh what have you seen the before before films yeah I was about to say he's great in all three of them and he's very attractive he's got that lovely hair Oh, he's it's good hair. Good. I agree. That is good hair. He's good, but I don't find him attractive. But for some reason, where he's wearing his <laughs> thick he, woolen when, cardigan and, he's and his glasses all the time, and he's yeah. always scared, and he's lying to his wife and his children, I was like, "Ooh, I'm attracted to you right now, Ethan Hawke." Then I watched him in The Purge. I was like, "Nah, you're not sexy now." In the well, yeah. should, let's, let's use let's use Ethan Hawke, who is one of my my. Favorites. I really like Ethan Hawke. Yeah, he's, he's a great actor. He's a great actor. Let's, if anyone's just nothing to do with Blumhouse, but First Reformed, anyone who hasn't seen First Reformed, agreed. Watch oh, that. Never seen he is, it. He watch is it. So good in that. Yeah, anyway, yeah watch it. Um, let's use him as a little link to the purge. Wait, 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 wait. I just Googled it, and the demon is called Bagul. Not yeah, I, I knew it was like a bee. Yeah, Bagul. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, to the purge. <laughs> purge. Let's go to the purge because it's another. So they've had basically three films. Yes. That have spawned. 
we'll say proper franchises. So Happy Death yeah. Day has had a sequel. Um, we just had a sequel. Like a couple have had sequels. There's mm. going to be a third Happy Death Day. We'll get onto that in a minute. Mm. But oh, they were garbage. Sorry, carry on. There's been three actual like proper big franchises. Yes. Paranormal Activity, which is what launched Blumhouse, really. Yes. Um, before that, they hadn't really done much else. I'm looking at the list here. Um, they early did. Doors, they did. You had Pan- they did one of the films. most classic films of all time, Tooth Fairy with the Rock. I was just about to say Tooth Fairy between <laughs> Paranormal Activities 1 and 2 uh, and The Accidental Husband, which oh, is... What a classic. With Uma Thurman and Colin Firth. Uma Thurman and Colin Firth. Actually, that sounds um, like a good cast. It does. Imagine um, accidentally getting a husband. That'd be well annoying. <laughs> She's like, who are you? And they'll be like, wash my clothes. And I'll be like, oh, Jesus Christ. Where are my keys? Yeah, where are my keys? Can't you get possessed and fall off a ladder? This is garbage. Anyway, anyway. sorry, carry on. Just got upset um, that I might accidentally yeah, get another Yeah, Insidious and The Purge. Yes. Um, so The Purge has had a TV show and to date four films and there's a last and final one coming next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we've been through Insidious and phew, fine was the best it got, really. Yeah, for um, <laughs> And so, Purge. What do we think? Yeah. The first Purge. Sorry, I... the first, the first film in the Purge franchise. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say which not, the first not Purge. Not the or... <laughs> third or fourth film in the Purge franchise called the first Purge. Are we um, doing a Purge? <laughs> uh, yeah, and <laughs> we're purging. We're purging uh, look right who's, now. Who's purging now? Which is a great Rick and Morty <laughs> episode. Um, the I, I would say I actually. I have mixed feelings towards the Purge franchise, but the first Purge film, I think, is actually very good because I again, yeah, I, like it I think it ref- it takes that home invasion film that we've seen before with films like you know Halloween, which they also did one of those, but with Halloween and say yeah. you know Scream, which <laughs> oh sorry, which is <laughs> which You've is Ian, you oh, finally done it. I did it. I actually did it. <laughs> Anyway, we'll edit it out in post. Smooth it out, smooth it out. Down time with that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to be me who did this as well. I, I knew love it. it. Uh, it's because I really like Scream. I think the Scream films are some of the like best films. Oh, oh, so heard... I absolutely love the Scream. But have the... you heard the theory with Scream? Well, we'll get into of... that. But no, 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 I'll say that before I forget, Ian. There's a bunch of film critics who think that the very first Scream is the perfect way to show the setup of time in cinema because of the way that the killers mm. move around the building in yes. the big, the big yeah. finale house. Yeah. So I can't remember exactly, but there is someone who's like theorised that Scream is demonstrating the perfect use of time in cinema it's in very the finale good. of the house in the first one. Anyway, carry on with what you were Thank saying. You very much. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, um, thank you very much. <laughs> When you have something like Scream, Halloween, you know, the slasher home invasion films, I think The Purge took that idea. Yeah, Black Christmas. They took that idea of the home invasion. And I really love that they inverted that narrative of an intruder from outside of your society coming into your house. And instead, it's Mm -hmm. your neighbors. It's your neighbors who are the problem. They're the ones who are there. And I really, really like that. I think that's such a smart way of like changing that genre to make it actually interesting again. Because I think it did get a bit overplayed. And even though I love Scream, that went on for a very long time with some sequels better than other ones. But The Purge, I think, really took an idea and went, actually, this is a way that we can make it contemporary up to today's American society with gated communities that you have in, mm. like, you know, Hollywood gated community. But your problem isn't the people outside. It's the people around Inside. you. Yeah. 
I think they unfortunately lost that in their sequels. Hence why I say there's a mixed feeling towards the franchise of it. But I really like that first one. The first one is absolutely iconic. There's so many like levels of it being iconic. As you said, the home invasion, it's not who's outside, it's who's you, who's with you, who's who's inside with you and everything like that. Um also the class system as well. I absolutely yeah. love, you know, like literally mm-hmm. like how are mm-hmm. we going to get rid mm-hmm. of stuff that costs the taxpayer money? Oh, we'll just we'll let other people kill it. And that's <laughs> another interesting thing is it's like the government at that point obviously aren't taking responsibility for the poor and the needy, if you will. Mm-hmm. So they're so, um, if you think about it, they're so desperate to hold on to money. They're making their citizens do their dirty work, essentially, by killing them off. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. So, it's, And that's a cash grab in itself. But also, do you know, I just, I absolutely loved... Um, there's so many elements of that movie that make you in that that in that house with that family. It's really the good. little the little robot that the boy drives that yeah. POV oh, feeling. It, robot. Yeah. yeah, it makes you feel like you're with them. You're crawling around in the dark. You don't know what's around the next corner. It's the little subtle touches like that that make that movie absolutely primo. And also when those people come with the masks on and the suits and the little dresses Ooh, yeah. and they're on the swings killing yes. people. Yeah. Oh, that was so sexy. I couldn't. Um, oh. <laughs> So hot. Not the term I would use, but all right. Oh no, 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 no. When he's when he's like trying to talk to him, the the main guy, and then his pal comes along and he's like, Yeah, we're gonna kill you, and he just shoots him in the head really calmly. I was like, Oh my god, I'm done. That's so hot. <laughs> that was so I, sexy. I, I, oh, I loved it. I, I watched that scene a lot. That's that's hot, man. Okay. I'm like, yeah, shoot him in the face. Anyway. Maybe don't censor my swearing and censor that. That's maybe what No, no, say. some people like that kind yeah. of thing, Ian. Different strokes, different folks. Okay. <laughs> some okay. businessmen dress up as giant babies. Okay. Who am I to judge someone getting shot in the face? <laughs> Speaking of dressing up as giant babies. You happy cannot segue into Happy Death Day off my weird Yes, I was such a crazy <laughs> segue. I that was, was that's so one. bad. That is oh. amazing. Oh, that was such a good segue. That was good. That I'm was amazing. Wow. Well done. That should go in the well hall done. of fame. That, yeah, happy Death Day is garbage, though. Thank you. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, 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 yeah. All right. The Floating Doors chiming in with the, the rage. Oh, we can call Insidious boring, but I can't say I don't like a film with a giant baby in it. No, I just, side with Andy in this. this I, I, all right, um, I, 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 you guys tell me why you think it's good, and then I don't think the wrong end of the stick. Yeah, carry on, Andy. Sorry, you, I got the wrong end of the stick. Wait, I agree you, with Rachel. It's bad. Yeah, right. come to my you, side, Ian. Giant babies are dreadful. No, Let's go. I don't think it's a great film. I think the second one is 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 passable. Um, it's entertaining. I think the first one is pretty decent. I think it's. I'm trying to think. Think good reasons here. It's it's fun. <laughs> is the point? Okay. What I love about I, again the gold standard for all this stuff for me is Scream, and I yeah. I think what what I like in a I like I'm not a big horror horror fan. I don't really mm. like watching things that scare me that much. But I love watching a horror comedy. I love just a bit of fun. Just something mm-hmm. that's just a bit ridiculous. Knows it's a bit ridiculous. Insidious it takes itself too seriously for me. That's yeah, my definitely. problem with it. Is mm-hmm. it takes so seriously, it's trying to be actually really scary. And I just think it doesn't quite manage it in the way that, like, your classic Halloween, Black Christmas, whatever, does. Um, and I just, whereas Happy Death Day, I just think it's fun. It's not scary at all, but it is quite funny at times. It is quite entertaining. It's quite nice and gory. There's some quite inventive killing in it, which is always good in these mm. kind of films. If you compare that to, say, Ma, 
which will is another one. Let's talk about that then. Um, Ma, I really dis- really didn't like Ma. Yeah, I, I don't didn't know if like anyone that either. No, it I didn't really like disappointed me. I thought that was going to be like fun and a bit creepy, and Octavia mm-hmm. Spencer was going to be like really like chewing the scenery, ham, and it was mm-hmm. just it was just felt a bit tame. Like it was actually quite horrible. Mm-hmm. Like it was actually quite nasty in bits of mm-hmm. it. Like the mm-hmm. the flat. We're just talking about Ma now, but the the. <laughs> The the flash. My main problem with it is the, there's a the bit that ha- the thing that happens to her when she's a, mm-hmm. a, a child is yes. horrible. It's like, horrific, it's, isn't it? It's really it's bad. That, it's not. It's not a school prank. Like it's just really. It's so nasty. That I struggle mm-hmm. to believe that. Well, maybe I'm just be thinking too nicely of people here. I struggle to believe that would happen with so many people involved and so many people that would go with, ahead with that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I just think for the rest of the film. When she's like sewing the mouth shut, and she's like, "It's about all yeah. the other. You're the pretty one. You're the popular one." It acts as if her whole problem was being the bullied, weird kid at school, mm-hmm. and it, it, that's kind of what it all is about. But like, mm. that wasn't what it was about. It was a horrific thing, and no wonder yeah. she's messed up. Like, yeah. And I don't think the film da- it either has to dive into that properly, yeah, or it just goes for the classic: she was bullied, and now she's a psycho. Which is yeah. yes, it's incredibly. I like, agree with wrote, you there. But it just, it, if you're going to do that, at least go for it. Yeah. Whereas they I tried agree. to make it more serious, and I think it just left a bad taste. It just it didn't fit it with the No, film. I it agree with fun you. fun enough. It was just a bit nasty. I completely um, agree with you. Whereas I think Happy it... Death Day, yeah. which I'm defending here, is, is fun. <laughs> it's quite nice. And it's actually it's quite nice. It's a nice time. sweet, I thought. <laughs> I think that. It like, got to the that... end of Happy Death Day, and yeah. I thought. I thought it's basically like a rom. It's basically a rom com <laughs> with like some killing a baby. in the middle of it. Yeah, baby, baby. Well, it's a rom com with a baby. We know with her funny. and her and the guy. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's the way to start a relationship. Hey, remember <laughs> the time we had Groundhog Day and people were getting murdered? It's, uh, it's more memory. realistic than Pretty Woman. I'm just saying, controversial. Now, just. <laughs> prostitutes. Um, the old prostitutes. But um, well, you were on the podcast. happy death day was just one of those movies where i watched it and i was like i don't know i just zoned out like i get Mm. what you're saying i do love a black comedy like tucker and dale versus evil amazing funny it's got great pacing you know it's like so funny yeah you know it's a joke from the beginning hobo with a shotgun as well hilarious yeah it's directive and you're in it happy death day like there were points where i was going do they want me to think this is serious oh wait no now there's a joke wait do you want me this to be a joke wait no Mm. oh okay is it serious Mm. and then the mask the the fat baby guy It was fat too reminiscent. Fat baby. <laughs> Giant fat baby. Imagine if he was like the scene where they're in the, the underpass, they're in a tunnel, and she sees the fat baby. Imagine if he was like, <laughs> while he came towards her. Oh, I think that would be more creepy. I think that, that would have be been so way gross. more creepy. Oh, that would have been I, really Yeah, upsetting. that would have been quite good. Huh? Well, yeah. I was quite. I'm playing the new Resident Evil at the moment. There's a bit mm. where a giant baby comes after you, and the worst part was that noise was happening. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, "Ill, shut up! I hate babies." Yeah. But that was my own personal issue with children. But like, um, it was, in it was well. so in between. They're they're in the well. But also, <laughs> the mask was way too reminiscent of, if we remember this, the mask from the killer in Valentine in the late '90s movie. Uh... 
Anyone remember that with Denise Richards? No, when she I, I was pop? just making that noise to sound smart. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, it's a horror movie from the <laughs> 90s. No, and know. the guy basically wears a fat baby mask. It's meant to be a Cupid, but it's like it just looks like the fat baby from Happy mm. Death Day. So mm-hmm. if you've seen that with young, sexy Denise Richards in it, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's all I could think of was fat Cupid baby yeah. from Valentine. And then yeah. also just it going, wah, and wah. that would have been hilarious. <laughs> I think, it just I gets think really they... fervent as he's killing. I think they have like a core set of films that are like very good in, in concept. Mm. Like, as we were saying with Purge and... I mean, you know, their most outstanding one is Get Out. And I think they have this core set of films that I think are very, like, conceptually really good. So, like, Sinister, The Purge, Paranormal Activity, uh, Get Out, Us. There's, like, some really core ideas. I think some of these more straggler ones, like Happy Death Day, Ma, I'm just kind of like... uh a bit grabby. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like I, 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 my reason. I'm very similar to you on with Happy Death Day. I was very like, this is not really scaring me. It's not making me laugh. And Ankara was like, then it's not achieving either of the things that it wants to do. And mm-hmm. and thus, I'm not going to be going. This is a really good film. Ma, on the other hand, I completely agree with you. I'm just like, it. It didn't really. Like I feel like the plot of it was really played out before. I've seen that happen before. I've seen it done better. This kid at school who's like tormented. I mean, a great example of that's Carrie, but like the kid at school who's like completely tormented and like wants revenge upon the people who've done this to her. And like, I just was like, I've seen this before and I've seen it done better. And it was just, I think maybe the respect to Blumhouse is that they're able to do these things on a very small budget and make a lot of profit. But I prefer when they get something which they can actually invert that genre and do something. And something like Get Out, which I think Mm. is probably their best film, they went from being like, well, best of the horror ones. But it's, it's, they did something really amazingly well thought out and put together. And obviously, that's a a big part of that's Jordan Peele as well. Like, he's massively behind that and his own production company is pushing as well he is massively behind such an amazing concept. So I sometimes go, they need probably somebody to push a good vehicle because the ones we were talking about, I think are very throwaway horror films. Like I, I would yeah. forget Happy Death Day like that. I wouldn't even yeah. think well, about it. If you think about it, Happy Death Day is going to be like, you know, the 2020 version of Valentine. No one remembered it. Valentine was one of the throwaway movies that came after the popularity of Scream. And it is just mm. going to end up in that bin of like urban legend and stuff like that that came mm-hmm, out in the late mm-hmm. 90s after Scream repopulized the slasher genre. Yeah. Oh, did yeah. I actually just say something really film knowledgey then? Wow. I, I, that was impressive, man. That was I great. Didn't call anyone sexy. I didn't make you a didn't... joke. Jesus oh. But Who let's are you? Answer... <laughs> I'm leaving. I don't know what's happened. I fell off a ladder. Anyway, um, my thing is that I'm going to segue into Paranormal Activity 4, the fat best friend guy in it. He's sexy. There we go. Back to normal me. <laughs> what the demon you what? Right. Oh, Do you know, you, have you seen uh, Paranormal Activity 4, yeah? You've seen the fourth yeah, one? Yeah. <laughs> Her friend, the semi-chubby guy. Yes. I've yeah. got a total crush on him. He's sexy. I want him to be okay. my friend. Be my neighbor. And help me solve the crime of the possessed child in my house. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no one's got anything to say about paranormal work to I've, no, I've, 
I've got I, nothing I don't have to a say. lot to say. Does anybody have anything to generally, other than people's attractiveness? Um, <laughs> which, I mean, to be fair, at least Rachel, you are saying entirely positive things about people's people's looks. You know, yeah, that's good um, actually. Yeah, it's cute. Um, any feelings on the films on the paranormal yeah. activity films? The first one I, think... I remember really vividly. My friend, I went to my pal's house, and this was like in the time before you could stream everything and blah 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 blah. And he had a, a an illegal copy downloaded. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> oh Why my god! Why did you you just outed him, man? What are you doing? The police, the police are coming. It just turns up and it's Sting, and he just starts playing music, and I'm like, not that yeah. one. But um, <laughs> I hate it when Sting tries to arrest me. But um. Yeah, and he was like, it's the scariest movie, man. The door closes mm. by itself. And I was like, that sounds mm. stupid. And I went and watched it, mm. and I was like, that's genuinely quite... Unsettling, isn't it? Unsettling, yeah. And I just thought, yeah. when someone tells you the premise of Paranormal Activity, without seeing it, you go, shut up, that's stupid. I don't mm. care about doors closing. When mm-hmm. you watch it, the scene where the camera's just in the bedroom at the very end and mm-hmm. you hear the really heavy footsteps just mm-hmm. up the stairs. And it's very good. It's, that. Oh, it's the little things like that, that they did where you just yeah. go. Yes. yes. And you can yes. understand 100% why that movie banked big cash. Cause they shot it in the director's house, didn't they? Yeah. Like they budgeted the hell out of that film. Yeah. And I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think it, when you look at it on paper, when you hear it, yeah. I think people go, oh, that's that's going to be boring. And a film We've that... We've all seen a door open. Who well, yeah, and a film that I didn't really enjoy controversially, and I know people will be like, what was the Blair Witch Project? I, I was... <gasps> I know. Oh, I know. I've only just done a whole podcast on Saturday uh, about how okay, good okay, the Blair Witch Project is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm having a nervous breakdown. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I want to get lost in the woods. About paranormal activity, the (laughs) I with with Blair Witch Project, it's a film that I think similar to when people go, oh, it's just one of the most terrifying things you'll ever see in your life. It's so terrifying you're never gonna be able to sleep again. It's gonna horrify you. And I watched it and I went through it, and it's a lot of people being in the woods and it's a lot of people walking around and, and then she's looking at the camera at night and she's looking scared and then we get to the witch finally and we're there. That was the guy in but the corner. Have... Yeah, but yeah. it's so boring! Right. <laughs> oh my god, you're not right. The premise of the Blair Witch Project is the Whoa. genius of Whoa. how the movie is made. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> With paranormal activity. Any... Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> With paranormal activity, I went into that film and wasn't disappointed by its hype. Now you can go into oh, me as much as you want. Okay. The you can tear me apart about how I like dislike. Blair I've already yelled about Blair Witch Project because it's not a Blumhouse film, but you know. We'll tell you what, we'll do a spin-off episode where yes. we can just both of you can shout at me for a good hour. All right. <laughs> I'm ready. I've already <laughs> argued my point about the Blair Witch recently because my friend was like, "Pick your favorite franchises and we'll do a podcast on it." And I picked the Blair Witch as a franchise. He was like, franchise. "What are you even talking Think about?" Think about what you've just said, Rachel. Think about what you just said. There's as three a movies. I yeah. googled it and it told me that the Blair Witch is a franchise because I wanted to be sure. There's three movies, Ian. You can't argue with the fact that there's three. Yeah, but they're not good, are they? Anyway, the. <laughs> <laughs> I um, you cut me off before you could argue. They're not good. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but with Paranormal Activity, I went into that film 
and mm. I wasn't disappointed by it. So like maybe no. if I hadn't been hyped by Blair Witch so much, I wouldn't have been disappointed because I went into that one. And I think it was very much of that generation I was in. Like Blair yeah. Witch Project was this film when I was at high school where people were like, it's so terrifying. Your parents will never let you watch it. It's so scary. Like and because obviously back then, back in the long, long ago listers where, you know, the Internet wasn't as ready available. And if you're poor like I am, you didn't have it like just to available. There was like one kid yeah. who had a DVD player. I still had VHS. My, Someone my, had LimeWire and downloaded a song. Oh, LimeWire! Yeah, memories, man. <laughs> so, like, this this was, like, a, a an unknown entity at my school. And then when I finally got to watch it, I was just like, oh, man, this is really disappointing. The hype was so high for me for that one. Yeah. And I, don't, I think in terms of films I've gone into with the most hype, that is really up there for me. So the I think if is, I hadn't had that, I wouldn't have had it. And I didn't yeah. have it with Paranormal Activity. And I was really impressed by it. That's the thing. I don't remember there being, actually. Aside from just a pal of mine having it, I hadn't actually seen any promotional material for it. I hadn't seen any trailers. I didn't mm-hmm. know anything about it. And he'd had it at the point where it'd been out of the cinema and he was able to get an illegal download. Mm-hmm. So obviously you know the uk maybe just in particular because it was a low budget movie missed a lot of promotional material maybe they did in the us we don't know Mm -hmm. um and that caused i think a lot of obviously european audiences to go into it absolutely blind which again like you said gives it the terror and if you do compare it to the blair witch obviously blair witch being the founder of air quote found footage films aside Mm. from cannibal holocaust Mm -hmm. um you know they did a whole year where they released the fake documentary, the Burkittsville 7 on the Sci-Fi channel. They had the whole year of the um, website where it was like made to look like a crime website and all that other kind of stuff. Then it premiered at Sundance. So all those people went into that going, oh my God, this could actually be real. And then the hype happened of the general public. And then people were like, actually, Mm -hmm. it's really boring. Yet the whole time it played at Sundance, everyone loved it. So I do Mm -hmm. think hype plays a lot into whether we are going to be affected by a movie or not i especially have no hype horror. around horror yes especially definitely. horror i think horror is a yeah. big factor on that it what is do you and think? i think it's a big factor in the in blumhouse in general because i think it may be worth just quickly saying what why we're doing this why we're talking about blumhouse because a lot of these podcasts have been a genre or a director or something like that it's not often we talk about studio i mean we spoke about yeah um, disney remakes but that generally speaking, you know, Disney, Warner Bros. These are big, big studios, you know. And the you have to talk about a subset like Pixar or something, maybe, mm-hmm. where there's a link there. You know, they're all animation of a certain type. They're often made by a team. You know, they don't have like one filmmaker in quite the same way. Pixar, um, and with Blumhouse, it was interesting. We're even talking about them because they've made a mark on modern cinema. So the first Blumhouse film was 2006. So we're talking just over about 15 years. Blumhouse mm-hmm. has been making films now. Um, and Jason Blum and the team have really, I think, affected quite a lot of modern cinema in a way because they've had, like you said, these huge hits. He's, I remember Paranormal Activity being a bit of a thing, being a bit of a mm. moment. So I'm, mm. I think, a bit younger than both of you. Um, and Ooh. I remember how old, how old do you think I am? I th- yeah, how old no, are we? Just references you've made and like okay. and things like that. I feel like you're like. Wait, can like, I guess? No, yeah, you go oh, first. No, no, we all three of us don't know each other's age. That's no, we, don't. <laughs> we don't. Andy, you guess Ian's age. Go, go, go. Twenty-seven. Oh, okay, okay. I'm gonna guess because you saw the Blair Witch in high school. I'm gonna say that you're probably like thirty-five. Okay, okay, okay. Who's right? I, 
I've never had somebody guess my age immediately correct. Okay. It's 27. But it's 27, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> we, we've got we can't stop there listeners are gonna love this let's go let's go all three. Go let's stop talking about films and just do this this is hell with films that's garbage wait i'm gonna think that andy you are i i i, I think Andy, you're go... 20... i think he's 24 i was gonna say 23 so yeah, yeah. okay let's... maybe he's 19 let's go even lower no you've said you were at uni i have said so... it was yeah, yeah, yeah so i'm yeah, 23. I think 20... Yeah. Oh, oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And Rachel, you referred. I'm pretty sure you referred to being a kid in the 90s. Where you see, I was yeah. born in 98, so I basically I was born missed 94. the 90s. Yeah, I'd well, kinda, I think I'd you got maybe born back end. I think Rachel, you may be born early 90s. So I'm going to guess you're 29, 30. I'm going to go with because I'm a charmer. I'm going to go with you 25. You might. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'd say 29 too. I think you're 29. I'm 34. Mm. I'm ancient and disgusting, but I look <laughs> um, about 27, everyone says. So well, I, I, look about 15, so. I look about 35, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Ian's like falling apart. You know? no, I look like I've had a divorce and my kids have left me. Really and tough like, paper round. Oh, I'm my God. Even up, you know, I can't find my keys. It's just the whole thing, you know. It's <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. That was a lovely little segue away. It was, it was great. Uh, yeah. Pull back the curtain a little bit. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? We were talking about Blumhouse <laughs> and just how I remember oh paranormal activity being a bit of a moment because I was mm. in like 11 um, when yes. that came out. Mm. And I just remember. Don't make me want to kill myself because uh, I'm so old. And, I feel and, so and, but the sec- this is the other thing. They weaponized that franchise quickly. I'm looking, I've got they the did. list of films yeah. up here. They did. 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four films, four years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, how long was it between the fourth one and the mexican one the marked ones the one they did in the Mexico? marked one that was a that was two no, that was a year, 18 months that time i think and they only they basically released a film or two between they had basically two films between the paranormal activities mm. um in fact they only had one between two and three and that was insidious which was a, Insidious was a similar idea, isn't it? Really, but they, mm-hmm. it's yeah. not shot in the same way, and it's a bit mm-hmm. bigger budget. And if but, you think about it, like Paranormal Activity in itself, how long would that movie take a shooting time? Do you know what I mean? Only yeah. I would say maybe yeah. five or six weeks, maybe even less. Why? Well, that's why they're really, so impressive. Yeah, and there's not really a lot of special effects. So to actually make that movie. Put it into production. Mm-hmm. Tra la 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 You know, do any ADR you need to do, and all that yep. other kind of jazz. Yeah, you could bash them out in a year quite easily. And the script is is linear, so the story's already there. And for all we know, he may have written the whole thing to a degree in his head before he'd started, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you can bash them out really quick in a year, yeah. which is which is great. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think they immensely decreased in quality either. And no, I, I was going to say, I actually really yeah. like the second one. I, re- I actually really like the second one. I, I like it conceptually probably a bit more than the first. I, I I think the second one's really good, and I know they they brought that one out really quick. So yeah. I think that one's actually really. I thought I was actually really good. I like also that like the concept of that is like the first. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. One, as I mentioned before, I felt like it very much has this sort of like the house no longer being safe uh, because yeah. a lot of those haunted houses, as I mentioned, it's about going away and caretaking a building that you, you it's not yours. Whereas like this becoming your own suburban house, becoming the, the ghost house was really good. In the second one, I like that the family, like spoilers, I like that the, for a film that's really old, I like yeah. that the, <laughs> I like that the family is cursed because they like made a deal over becoming rich. I thought it was really good. I was like, that's a really good idea to like curse yourselves for becoming rich and then this ghost and demon is like well I'm going to just keep annoying you I'm just going to keep annoying you now until you can give me a son which is what you promised me and I'm just going to keep doing it that is the second one isn't it or is that a different one that's the one where she has the baby yeah when she yeah has that is the, the second son. one yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good idea I was like that's the a only, really really good idea I think the only one I didn't like I think I it's not the Mexican one that's the only way I'm going to refer to it it's the I think it's called the 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 other dimension one yeah and then that's yeah, the only I one lit. I feel really deviates <laughs> away from the linear tale of the first four if mm. you will where you've got the family and um, I can't remember the name like Katie and her sister and Hunter and you have mm. the main storyline and that was the only one where I really kind of checked out and was really kind of bored yeah i agree yeah, yeah and there's the, there's the hole behind her bed and the little girl goes through and i'm just like eh, whatever who cares yeah. um but the fourth one is obviously the best but still yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, genuinely actually if you think about this if let's think predominantly about the, the core four if you will which is uh literally could be a marvel film title couldn't it the core four the core four needs to just like that storyline they don't decrease in quality because it's mm. it has the running storyline maybe mm-hmm. we're so mm-hmm. we're so adapted to the characters they don't try and do anything immensely outlandish mm. all they actually do is pad out the story of these two sisters so you can't really fail when you're sticking to the same narrative if you will it's just mm. whether you're creating an interesting narrative enough to keep the audience engaged and i think yeah. that they, they do, do pretty good job yeah i yeah. can't fault any of the first four the i mean four. 
the core four yeah the core four number four i think is just fun you know because i like that it's the from a perspective of him being like uh he's fostered or adopted or something isn't he the son mm. yeah something no he off. is yeah yeah something along those lines yeah yeah the little mm. annoying boy uh mm. i also i think i will give it props in regards to ha- a film with a low budget i don't know if andy you're looking at the budgets as well but the third one the amount of attention to detail for it being set in the 80s as well was actually mm. really really good mm. i agree i think i i i think five million sorry yeah i was about to say i think they're about five million each yeah, yeah. they they um mr blum likes to keep them under <laughs> keep them under a, a good budget to He's allow like mr. That. monopoly just pocketing all the money <laughs> <laughs> and that money's for me but yeah i i agree i think you are 100 percent. you've hit the nail on the head really with that one with paranormal mm. activity i think they just do a really good job of having that concept that i think is a really good concept about that changing of the horror the haunted house theory and then running with it really well um and i I completely agree with that i'm i'm gonna do a segue this time as i think you two have done segues and i've missed out on a segue however my segue is not as smooth i just can't get one as smooth as that i just can't baby face Uh, (laughs) that was so good that's never gonna be tops but i i we've not really we've touched upon them because i've mentioned it but I think the two best films they've done are Get Out and Us, right? Like, they're the two best oh, films. Oh, I don't think they did Us. Uh, no, I think they did. I think they did. Didn't they do Everyone Us? Everyone get Google up. We're all I doing think, it. I don't oh, think they did. I, just, I, mine opened I think he did. I might have done that with Blum. his own production Blum. company. Um, um, I'm such a fool. I'll leave. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, no, they did do us. <laughs> Wait, I've got it. Jordan Peele, initial release, awards, producers. Jason Blum was a producer on it. Oh, does it count? Jason Blum was a producer. Yeah. I'm looking that, at it again, not... but no, but I don't think it's, Blumhouse It doesn't was. count. I'll take back my haha. I'll take it back. When, I, Goog- but when I Googled... Oh, it was distributed by Universal Pictures. Yeah, yeah. So it's produced uh, by Mr. Blum, but it's yeah. not. Yes, so Mr. Blum, his... yes. Well, we can, we can still talk about it. Yeah, I think with those two, they do something so well. Again, I'm going to put that academic brain on. <laughs> um, uh-huh. <laughs> I think they do such a great job. I think Us is not as good as Get Out. I think Us is a rushed film because it was like people want to go, want to see, like, what's Jordan Peele going to bring out next? The new, like, author of horror um author but he i think <laughs> with i'm keeping it academic uh he i think with get out they have such if we're talking about like the way in which they've done like a story and applying it to like modern society obviously get out is probably the most obvious of those ones and it has like obvious message in it it's clearly there but i really love there's this element in both of them about societal progression and who is like going to lose in the sort of like pursuit of American exceptionalism and the dream of American exceptionalism, like, you know, the American dream and how people are crushed under it, particularly in us, which is the one I just said is not as like well formed. I really like the concept of like a crushed underclass of themselves. And it's almost as if like a version of them in themselves has had to be killed to progress in society. Like their own selves have to be like crushed under them. And obviously a lot of people are probably going to listen to this and be like, that's so obvious in Jesus. But I actually <laughs> really enjoyed that idea of it. And particularly in Get Out as well. Obvious, obvious messages in Get Out. They're clearly there. But I really loved what they did with them. Hence why I think they're so well acclaimed. 
My favorite thing to do ever since I've seen Get Out is, um, you know, run at people. Yeah, you know the scene where the gardener runs at people. I love doing that to people. Yeah, (laughs) it's my favorite thing, especially if you've recently just watched the movie, and then they're like, "Oh!" But I will say that scene's genuinely quite terrifying. Yeah, it is. Um, The thing is with Get Out, which I mean, I remember watching it, being blown away, and I was Mm. alone, and all those other. I feel like there's a butt coming, which if there is, I'm going to be like. No, no, I 100% love it. And I remember watching Good. it and be like, yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. And I'm alone. But I'm, you know, I'm into film. So mm-hmm. to me, finding a great movie is, well, yeah, fine. You're, you're seeking out great mm-hmm. movies because mm-hmm. you're a film critic. Mm-hmm. And then I started playing that movie to people who weren't interested in cinema, mm. um, especially not like a Blumhouse production or a Jordan Peele production. And every single person I played it to was absolutely raving about it. And they would text me the next day. What was that movie called again? Oh, I'm telling my pals at work. Mm -hmm. And I really realized the impact that that movie was going to have on a wider audience. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. And I was like, this is absolutely brilliant. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that that film could just resonate with such an expansive mm-hmm. audience. And Jordan Peele is a genius, as we yes. know. Um, yeah, and amazing. I think one of the things that really sucked people in about Get Out is, um, it sounds really goofy, but the comedic flatmate friend or the guy who's looking after his yeah, dog. Uh, yeah. I think know- that drew a lot of people in and people really sort of enjoyed his character in it and mm. it like really sort of like grounded the movie and it kind of kind of made it feel plausible in a strange kind of way well did and you know kind of fun. this is a did you know which you probably did know but i'm going to say it because the listeners then know that i know that you know this but um, i know that you don't know this <laughs> they know nothing but who knows where the keys are nobody knows where are my keys Andy, the... where are the keys <laughs> i for the door that's floating away but the the oh, oh my god yes. they're the keys to the door these are key to the floating door there oh, you go listen, who listens to all of this and has ours mine and rachel's progressing plot of this podcast wait oh my god what if i've just come up with something andy mm. you're the key and yeah. brian's the door yes Look at no, that. I just said that. I just said what? Wait, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Did I just log off? Did I just <laughs> not? You drifted out. Anyway, <laughs> did you know? Did you know that broke my brain a little bit? Did you know <laughs> that the end of Get Out was actually meant to be that the police turn up and shoot him? Yes. That was meant to be the Wait, end. Wait, what? No, so at I the end, his that. his comedic friend who picks him up. And yeah, he's like, yeah. I told you not to get into their house. I told you not to go in there, which is a great line anyway, because that's like yeah. such a horror trope. Don't go in there. Yeah. <laughs> but in the end was actually meant to be him getting away and then the police turn up and shoot him. Wow. That Sorry. was meant to be the end. I think, I feel like the film made so much of a statement anyway. It was such a huge moment. Uh, it felt like one of those moments in cinema, yeah. you know, in the way yeah. that... I think Moonlight did, and I think Parasite did as well. You know, just oh, everybody and everything, particularly when it's around the Oscars and something you didn't yeah. think was going to do well at the Oscars, did do well at the Oscars, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think it, it would have been so bleak. I think there was a, there was a, a humour to it and a hope to it that I think mm. gave people that relief that meant perhaps it did reach a wider audience. It doesn't mean it's a better film because of it, mm-hmm. but I do think, mm-hmm. like Roger said, that comedic re- relief of that best friend and, like, mm. I just think... When you are showing it to your friends and say, "Oh, look at this film," and they be like, "Oh, it's not one of those horrible, depressing ones, is it?" You know that you always yes. show me, like, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? And they're like, well, "Yes and no," you know. That's the thing. It's, it is it's got fun mm. to be having get out as well, you know. Mm. Um, it's true. I think I would have just loved that ending. 
because I feel like yeah. if we're talking about yeah, it being it real, well. oh, if it, we're talking about real and grittiness and horrificness, it happening also before the the, the massive Black Lives Matter movement, yeah. which is so important, something like that happening in a film being that brutal, I would have been like. Well, I'm already bravo, Jordan Peele, because that's what he yes. wanted to do. I'm already like, that's amazing concept. That is an amazing Are we concept. All completely forgetting about the ending of the Night of the Living Dead, which they oh, yeah, exactly. about releasing Ex- because the black exactly. guy got shot. And exactly. Martin Luther King, I think it was, yeah, Martin Luther King got shot around the same time. So I think in a strange way, if they'd put that that's in a as classic. Like a, yeah, if they put that in as an homage, because Night of the Living and the Dead was the first time that there was a, a, a black man cast in a, in a lead role. Yeah. It, especially in a predominantly uh, white person, if you will, mm-hmm. picture. Mm-hmm. And everyone was, that was super controversial for his time. And mm-hmm. then him being shot at the end and then the Martin Luther King thing made that mm-hmm. a big sort of like cinema. I didn't even think know? about Night of the Living yeah. Dead. And I love that film. And I that was the that thing. Film. As soon as you said it, that made me think of it. I was like, "Would that is that a homage to to you know, it, it probably yeah, yeah massively, massively." Right I think um, I agree with you, Andy. It's more perhaps accessible, but I think I side on that idea. Now that you've even mentioned that, Rachel, now I'm like, mm. "Oh, that would have been not only not only an amazing homage, but it would have paralleled and mirrored the uh, society we live in, American yeah. society, our own society in the UK, the issues we have with race. And we've just gone from this nuts place where we have, you know, ultra crazy people taking over, you know, people's bodies due to them being black to then a black man being shot by the police to have yeah. it paralleling that from Night of the Living Dead and now society now with a mirror of that. I'm just like, wow, that would have been like, Jesus. Yeah. But you are right. It's far more accessible by having that ending with a comedic character that we all love here. We all three of us have said how great of a character he is, being like, also, you shouldn't have gone into the house, man. You shouldn't have done it. (laughs) Also, I think it's really great as well. Um, The main actor, I'm going to be really terrible and forget his name, the lead role. What's that Mm -hmm. guy's name? Yeah, he's English, isn't he? Do you remember he yes, used to be yeah. on Skins and stuff yeah, like that? And he was I love on, Skins. Um, yeah. He was on Psychoville, that, that comedy yeah. show, Psychoville. And I, Great actor. He's, he's done so well for himself. And yeah. I kind of see him as like this little baby because he was like a teenager when I was a teenager and he was doing his little acting career. You'd see him with these little bit parts in movies here and there. And now he's the lead amazing role. Amazing actor as well. Doing, uh, yeah, amazing job in this Jordan Peele film in a very important film in cinema, as we've mm-hmm, all said. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's going to be one of those movies they talk about at like film mm-hmm. school for years and he's gone on to do well. yeah i was about to say yeah. he's just gone on to do amazing films amazing like judas and the black messiah films. and queen yeah. and slim which i loved both of them and he's come from doing like there's no there's no beef skins skins is what it is but he's come from doing skins where he was like the goofy yeah. b character wasn't he he was kind of like the bottom of the pile and now he's like surpassed all the lead actors in that show apart from mm. maybe um thingy hole i can't remember his name no i think i no i i would argue that yeah yeah i would argue he's past him but yeah yeah i I agree i'm just trying to think what nicholas holt has done recently and apart from the mad max remake you're right he hasn't done anything good anyway so he's so much better than all of them oh there we go he's so much better than them and it's just like well done congratulations and yeah yeah, he's just absolutely deserves everything he's getting because he's amazing a brilliant actor and he Mm -hmm. played that role so well yeah totally Totally. And I just like to run at people when I'm dressed up in my ground. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do that anyway, just just every now and then. Just... I, 
know, right? It's so good to do it, isn't it? It's just so you and you're on a jog. You're jogging yeah. around and then you just run out. Just with the arm action. Oh, it's like a robot. Embarrassing story. I was jogging on the pavement the other day and there was a family of four, right? And they took up the entire pavement. So I was like, right, I guess I'll run around you and come off the pavement instead of you walking in a line, blooming kids again, throw them down the well. Oh, God, Jesus. I went round and then I went to run back onto the pavement because I don't want to run on the road. I don't want to get hit by a car. I tripped, right? And <laughs> I went, I went, no, it is quite funny. And it gets worse. I tripped. I fell. I skidded across the pavement, cut open my arms, my knees. Oh. I was, it was really bad. And do you know what they did? They carried on walking. They looked oh around, God. they looked and carried on walking. And I was just like, so oh, it's, it's so rude. I, I've already sworn on this podcast. I won't do it again. But the, I was I was livid. I was livid. That is so rude. Don't worry, I fell in the sea in front of someone the other day, Ian. So we're all just falling apart, really, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting on the... Um, on the door. Like a, yeah, I was sitting on like a slope, you know, like a jetty that goes into the ocean. And, mm. and, me, and me and me and some pals are paddling some feet in there because it was really hot. And mm. I was like, that don't look so deep. And one of my pals leans over and he goes, no, no, that's really deep. And I was like, no, 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 that's knee high. And he was like, well, no, it's all right. So I lean my leg in to test and I didn't equate in my mind for the seaweed that was on the jetty we were leaning in and I just fell right in just right in in front of everyone fully dressed and everyone and then there was waves coming and it was just dreadful and it was so un- it was so sounds like a like a Kate Bush video or something it like was, you've gone yeah. the waves are crashing over and you're there like oh, it was so ungraceful it was so undashing of me I was very upset and then yeah what can you do I just had to lay yeah. in the sun like a big wet fish and dry out couldn't get back in the car I don't want that in my life <laughs> lovely um, days for all of us anyway we were talking about films but they just seem irrelevant now to our yeah, they do i feel like we should just again spin off and just have a chat show Wait, about Andy, right. have you fallen recently <laughs> <laughs> that's the... what a brilliant question are that's you okay the... are you in general are you this okay episode. Yeah. Are you fall I'm, recently? I'm in good repair and i am oh. not <laughs> recently fallen wouldn't it be really funny if at the end of this podcast you just fell off the chair you're on (laughs) would it be funny poor that would be so sad because then he's in the club ian we're spin off off and our podcast would be about falling over in your life like (laughs) fallen in the past seven days can you claim injury insurance (laughs) well have i got a deal for you no um have I you think been missed old PPI? Also, Who knows? <laughs> I hate those But I, I, I think with films, segueing again. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Thank you very much. Still not good enough. It's, I need to, oh, that one earlier. Wait, wait, hang on a minute. Look, sh- sh- secret talk. What movie are you about to talk about, Ian? Oh, I, I was going to mention some of the lesser known ones. like Well, not lesser known, non-horror ones like Black Plansman and, and, and Whiplash. Okay, hang on a minute. Oh, whiplash! When you fall over, fall over, you get whiplash. When I fell over the other day, I hurt my neck and I felt like I had whiplash. Uh, Ian, is there any movies you want to talk about? (laughs) Strange you would say that, Rachel. There's a really good one that Blumhouse did called Whiplash. Wow, (laughs) what a great segue, Andy! Don't you think that was a good segue? Oh yeah. Um, well done! Yay! Yeah, we did it! Yeah, we, <laughs> we did it. We're professional podcasters. So good. In all um, seriousness, though, great film. I actually, 
is probably I know I mentioned how Get Out is probably my favorite of their films. It's my favorite horror film. I think Whiplash is maybe my favorite by them. It's it's such a good it, yeah, film. Yeah, it doesn't it? have the. I don't think it has the or will have the sort of historical impact. No, no it won't. No, it won't. Which, it won't. And Get not, Out has that. It's not a a game changer like Get Out no. is. A film can be less polished and yet more important for the history yes. of cinema. I, I agree. But I agree. For a first film. Yeah, it's so good. It's, it's so accomplished. It's so tight. I like. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like La La Land. I know some people don't. Um, but I, 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 that's, well, that's not Blumhouse. Diff- but yeah, like, different podcast, different discussion. I'm probably yeah, on the side of but, people who aren't as keen on uh, on La La Land. But yeah, Whiplash is that's the one that got me. But, but the fact that the fact is, is that most people would agree he hasn't. Damien Chazelle's good, very good director. He hasn't yet mm. bettered. Whiplash. It was. It's like lightning in a bottle. That film. Really. Yeah. It, it just. Yeah. It's so tight. It's so perfectly realized. The mm-hmm, drumming mm-hmm. itself, like drumming, drum solos the themselves aren't that exciting. Yeah. But the way he films them is incredible. And yeah. It's just a, a propulsive energy to the whole thing, and it's just. Oh, yeah. What I agree with you, man. I feel like there's like um there's almost like a time to it, as if there's a beat to the film going yeah. along with the music. There's this beat to it that you're constantly moving. It's a constant like rhythm to the film, which is amazing. Uh, I I I love a good drum solo. I'm not gonna lie, being a I love a good rock and roll drum solo. The ones from the 70s that went on for hours, but you know the 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 whole feel of that film is so well put together and as you say it's so tight it's so well produced it's so well acted jk simmons is amazing like he's watch invincible he's great in that too but it's so good in this like he's so good and i love the end leaves it for you to decide i don't feel like it's saying that this was a bad or good thing that happened like you're seeing what obsession does when you want to succeed at something like anything in your life whether it be music or sport or you know something where you've had to put yourself on the line where you're not like a nine to five job it's a job that you have to like or it's a it's a skill that you have to sacrifice a lot to get and we're seeing is it good is it bad is for you to decide i guess is him getting the accolade of jk simmons character enough for him and for us as a viewer or is it well he sacrificed so much to get there. Like I, I, I love that film. I, it's so good. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, what do you think, Rachel? <laughs> I've never seen it, so Whoa! I've heard nothing. <laughs> you need to watch it. Yeah, no, it sounds interesting. Obviously, being a drummer and a musician myself, you know, I always, mm-hmm. I'm always down for a bit of that, bit of that drama. You know, I do enjoy those kind of things. I had a little Google of it while you guys were having a chat. It does look interesting, yeah. So yeah, it's great. The music's my... amazing as well. It's like so amazing. I love jazz music anyway, and the music in it's so good. Is that what you love? Just that kind. It just plays in your head constantly. Yeah, that's why I'm like this. That's why I'm. I'm so mentally ill, but yeah, lovely. That's like a weird kind of tinnitus. Yeah, it is actually. Um, yeah, the other, yeah. the other one, the other big one, the other big non-horror film they've done, as you mm-hmm. mentioned briefly before, was Black Klansman. Love Another it. film I love. Love um, it. Fantastic film. Spike Lee just being, just throwing everything at it. It's just, just mm-hmm. so fun. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's a very, like, at times, very deadly serious mm-hmm. film. And he knows how to really ratchet that up at the end. And, mm-hmm. like, it's mm-hmm. really emotional and stark and, and mm-hmm. upsetting and 
and I hate to use the word timely because it's always timely, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, it's of it's of it. It's social commentary. It's, is yeah, very it's good, yeah, it's good social commentary. But yeah, mm. he's, yeah, oh yeah, fun is also the word that like, is a lot of fun the way it's made. Mm. Like there's a good, almost kind of buddy cop thing going on for yeah. a while. There's a there's such a for quite a long film. There's such mm-hmm. a pace to it. It's it's not like a le- like heavy serious drama at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. There's just this fun and humor to it. Yet also. Mm-hmm. and awareness mm-hmm. of the of its seriousness of the subject and it's yeah love that film love it yeah i i agree i i i 100% agree with you with uh, black clansman i i remember seeing both get out and black clansman with my partner and we both were like this is so as you say it's social commentary on both of those films are so well put together but in very different ways one is mm. a very tense sinister dark look of it and Black Klansman is so relevant now, but of its period. And I love the end. And it's Spike Lee to a T, who I really like Spike Lee. I think he's a really great director. He's done some terrible films like the remake of Old Boy, but he's done some amazing Incredible. films. Yeah, yeah. It, he's done such amazing films. And I feel like Black Klansman, he finally got like an Oscar in that year for it for script it's so you're way too late man his like do the right thing Mm -hmm. it's it's such a great film and that's a film that really if we're talking about that sort of like oh comedic timing great energy but then suddenly a turn where everything goes awful and like becomes dark and terrible like do the right thing has that to a t and then this i feel does it so well we have like amazing montages of people singing and dancing together in clubs and this amazing sort of oh, like soul oh, renditions yeah too late so, yeah brilliant yeah beautiful song love that song love yeah. that scene and then the end though i love the end of that film where they they almost become props of the film drifting through the corridor to now drifting into the modern day after this like really not zany because it's not but we have sort of like as you say funny and comedic timing scenes like him and going back and forth in that buddy cop sort of style and then moving into today i love that adam driver also kind of drifts out of the plot by that point and we drift into now to see the horror that was been happening in american society like the breakdown of it it it's so well done. And that ending, if we're going to leave it down to a segueing to horror that they've done. <laughs> the end is almost horror in its way that it shows yeah. you what's happening now. You know, it's so well done that they become almost like props, almost like another little ro- reference, almost like The Shining when you're drifting through the corridors. When you're drifting in the end there and you drift out of the building and then you're just into that horrific scenes. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. It's another fantastic film, you know. We're just we're just saying how great they are. It's so good, so positive. <laughs> um, Rachel, you've been quite quiet on Black Clansman. Have you seen it? No. Thought so. Right. Right. Get out. You're not even into film. Why are you here, you piece of crap? Do it. You're trash. You're trash. You're human garbage. You garbage. I've never seen it. I was too busy doing mm. other things with my time. I don't know. You should. Wow. You should definitely see it. I. You're never too busy. All the paranormal activities. I've watched them on Great repeat. Point. Every day. Insidious that you don't like. Garbage. 
garbage. garbage. Human garbage. garbage. It's just garbage. human garbage. It's, it is garbage. No one likes Insidious. They're well, lying actually, to Actually, quite you. a lot of people like Insidious. I was going to say, that's, that's oh. right. There's four of them. <laughs> Doing is I thought you meant are. four people then. There's four people who like <laughs> Four people like Insidious, and all of those people are in denial. Mm. All four of those people are James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Blub. We missed Monopoly, Blub. just like I'm making so much money. Speaking of James Bond, though, there is a, um, there is a thing. So Blumhouse have, have done, like, I feel like um, of those films we just talked about, Black Clansman mm. is the one that actually... Like sticks out in a way mm-hmm. as being like because Whiplash and Get Out, mm-hmm. although they kind of went won Oscars and they were kind of did more in a way than all the mm-hmm. other films did. They kind of a different caliber, a different prestige as a way. Mm-hmm. They didn't. Nobody knew that when they were going to be made. I think because they were both first time directors and they were both yeah kind of came from nowhere. Whereas Spike Lee is Spike Lee, you know now. So I think Black Clansman, that's that I think marked a little bit of a change for them. And kind of, a, I think I'm guessing a higher bit of a higher budget for Black Clansman than the other two as well. Yeah, um, I imagine yeah, was, so. That was a co-production with about four other five other companies, to be fair. Mm, but mm. just interesting that they got involved there. I think because in several, you know, not not really the area they normally go for. So it was nice to see Mr. Blum, um, <laughs> mo- you know, moving out there a bit. But the directors they have worked with. Mm. before you were looking at this a lot of the same filmmakers cropping up and a lot of filmmakers who've gone on to do other things mm-hmm. and just known acclaimed horror people so mm-hmm. we talk mm-hmm. about insidious is james james one directed by james one written by lee winnell who mm. were the co-creators of um saw and then of course james one also behind the conjuring mm. um lee winnell i think directed the third insidious um, so they keep popping up. Christopher Landon, who did both Happy Death Days, did one of the, wrote most of the Paranormal Activity after the first one, directed mm-hmm. one of them as well. Um, he's doing Freaky, which is the reason we're doing this podcast. Scott Derrickson, mm-hmm. who ended up doing Doctor Strange. I think he was Sinister. Um, mm-hmm. Mike Flanagan directed Hush, who ended up uh, with Doctor Sleep. Like, so we've got a lot of these directors, these horror directors, who've gone on, either gone to bigger things or are just known for their big... Mm-hmm you know, horror, horror mm-hmm. shops. People like James Wan is kind of like the, the modern horror king in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, mm-hmm. Aquaman as well. But mm. I just, I think it's, it's interesting how the Blumhouse have, have taken these small, low-budget films and clearly got talented directors in there and let mm. them do their thing and then just try to hold on to them. Sorry, I also just forget, we haven't mentioned M. Night Shyamalan at all, who's made three Blumhouse films. Which no. ones did he make? Which ones did he make? The visit, <laughs> the visit, and then split and split and glass. Not good and not good. Cool. We'll move on from this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, 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 wait, Andy. Andy, did you listen to our cinema reopening podcast with me and Andy, uh, me and Ian and Brian? No. <laughs> That's oh great. You must be so confused with the floated door references. Then you must be like, "What?" I sort of just picked up on it by now. To be honest, you just, <laughs> just segues in. Go in, go along with things. Just keep, yeah, just just join in the madness. That goes that that segues in nicely, uh, Ian. Segway, because segway. me and Ian discussed in that movie the new Halloween that's coming out. Yes, I was gonna say, mm. and I have rewritten that up. film. And my version is much better. Is oh what yeah, I, that, say. I forgot about that until now. <laughs> so I, I completely think, forgot. <laughs> wait, is it called Halloween Kills? Yeah. Yeah. Halloween so Kills it, is the next one, and Halloween Ends is the one after that. 
Right. So in Halloween Kills, you come right, up with... Here we go. Let me get my scripts out. All right. There we go. Slap it on the table. So in the first one, which we saw, Michael got set in the fire. Do you remember that bit? Yeah. yeah. Andy. Right. right. Did you see it, Andy? Say he saw it. He was in the fire, yeah? Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. So yeah, my yeah. You, is... could, you could have said anything then. You could have said anything happened I'm to him. I'm ready to do, go with my genius do, idea. Do you remember so... the, where he sat down and watched uh, was Teletubbies and then watched yeah, was... SpongeBob? <laughs> and, he, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, it was there. So he gets set alight, yeah, in the house and the fire and stuff. And in the next one, what we're going to do is watch him go through burn unit recovery yeah so and he's bad. gonna get it's like stop ian you love this movie right so, so he's got like burns all over him and stuff yeah but his mask is like melted onto his face right so he's like permanently michael now yeah like proper michael face yeah <laughs> And then he's in a thing and he's on those bars and he's learning to walk again, yeah? And that's the whole movie. And then, as Ian said, because yeah. he did contribute even though I he did. doesn't think it's a good I, movie now. No, I, I, I'm not saying it's not a good movie. I'm saying that it's a horrific idea <laughs> that we watch a Michael. man who's <laughs> like get through rehabilitation. Michael falls in love. Yeah, Michael falls in love with his rehabilitation nurse yeah. and then he yeah. stabs him in the face at the end. Yeah, and that that's, that's is our that idea. Movie. Yeah. Do you like it, Andy? <laughs> So, Blumhouse have also made. Um, <laughs> Mr. Blum, if you're listening, if no, you're listening, Mr. Yeah, Blum. I think, I think Mr. Blum would, would go for that. I mean, Mr. Blum seems to go for quite a lot of things, to be honest. <laughs> um, he just loves making a film, doesn't he, really? He does. He loves it. This is the thing. There's been a lot of misses, you know, yes. apparently, but there's been a lot of hits as well because, you know, 2019 alone, there were. About 12 Blumhouse <laughs> films came out in 2019. Jesus, I love that. Before... I just gave up. I went with about 12. Um, <laughs> because they've expanded, haven't they? They launched their franchises, of which, of course, there's going to be a Paranormal Activity 7 this year. Oh, what oh. Year, Sorry. Um, but they've got, into the, they've got into the remake and sequel game. Which oh, is more than what they were originally about, really. But yes. of course, we've, so we've got the new Halloween, which yeah. I haven't was good. seen. It was good. I heard I, it, was I good. it was good. I haven't seen any good. Halloweens bar the original. Um, mm-hmm. They've Wait. also did the Crafts Legacy. Crafts no, time, that was garbage. no time. What that is was garbage. garbage. What is it? It was crap. It was dreadful. It was absolute garbage. What it was, was garbage. Which one? The Crafts. Croft Legacy. Croft Legacy. Uh, oh yeah, no, garbage. Does it? Does it? Yeah. Is it like a? Does it have Nev Campbell in it or not? No, nah, no, nah, it's just garbage, no. mate. It's oh. like absolute garbage. <laughs> well. It's got garbage in it. It's just got human um, garbage. They... <laughs> it's just loads of plastic in the sea, and it's just that for an hour and twenty minutes. It was absolute garbage. How it's garbage. It? <laughs> it's actually garbage. <laughs> Uh, Wait, it... you've not seen Halloween, which means Let... you can't no, appreciate the there's genius no time. of my movie. There's no oh, time, Ian. Rachel. There's no time. I've seen, Halloween. Got... I haven't seen... I've seen Halloween, but I haven't seen Halloween. Andy, just <laughs> tell me at this point, right, that you think my movie's good. That's all I want He's you to say. You think our movie's said. good? Yeah. said. I'm sorry. I need reassurance. I'm so sad. <laughs> Oh, Carry on, Andy. Carry on. I'm here no, for this. No. I'm here. You've still got me. I'm oh, here. No, I'm still in it. I'm aware. I'm aware. Keep going. I was going to say, has anyone, really has good, say, has anyone seen the Black Christmas remake? Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. garbage. Don't worry. Yeah, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen it, but I love it. 
Christmas. The Black Christmas is the bin bags. It's the bin bags. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. The original Black Christmas is absolutely genius. The original Black Christmas. We're talking what four or five years before Halloween, which yeah. people yeah, think and of everyone as the, the, about the birth it. of the slasher genre. Yeah. Black Christmas, yeah. and it's really it like Christmas, it's, so you yeah. can watch it as like a fun Christmas treat as well. Um, despite the fact that he's horrific. Um, for the kids. It's for the yeah. kids. Oh, wait, yeah, no, I, I tell a lie. I haven't seen this remake. I was about to say, I didn't think it was garbage. Yeah, I wasn't garbage. agreeing. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't agreeing with you because I have seen it and it's not garbage. Whoa. Yeah, I haven't seen Did it. Did I just make up a movie? Have I made another movie in my head? They well, also made... You I don't know. That out. Yeah, it's a good film. Please. I enjoyed it. What happens to me? I've made up so many movies. I'd say one day we'll get into the story about, and this is true, and I'm really mm-hmm. angry about this still, right? I dreamed, yeah, the original yeah. film, 28 weeks later, the sequel to 28 Days Later. Like, I dreamed the whole thing, yeah? Well, I'm, I was, I'm, I'm kind of... They stole I'm, my idea. Well, I'm they, glad you didn't make that because that film's not good. So, right, yeah, but whoa. I had the dream... <laughs> 28 the, Days Later is amazing, 28 Weeks is not great. Ian, you're missing the point, right? I dreamed the movie, yeah? I saw the movie in my mind area, right? With the same actor that's in it, the geezer, in the opening scene. What's his name? Yeah. Who cares? Ro- then, is it Robert Carlyle? I don't know. Robert Carlyle, yeah. Oh. And then, like, a year oh, yeah. later, oh, yeah. they made that movie, and I was <laughs> watching it, and I was like, you stole that from my dream. So you're telling me you had a dream yeah. about 20 weeks later, before it happened, and you'd cast Robert Carlyle as well yeah. in your head? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And okay. before they actually the... cast him. Exactly what's happening, yeah? And I'm in the movie with Robert Carlyle, yeah? But I don't know. It's 28 weeks later. You were you, you in the movie with him? You went to see it with him? No, we're in the scene, right? <laughs> and why didn't you and why right, did you I, I hadn't <laughs> even seen 28 Days Later, yeah? But I'm in the field with Robert Carlyle. And we're running away from... Oh, hang on, hang on. Wait so a second. No, yeah. Did you, you hear that scene? you seen 28 Days Later, you didn't dream a sequel 28 weeks later. You just had a dream about Robert Carlyle. Look, yeah, we're I agree. The point. The point. So was, why haven't you I, seen Twenty Eight Days Later? I have seen it now. At that point, I hadn't. This was a long nah, time. Nah, I agree with Andy. This has gone off the rails. This is this just is... a weird dream about Robert Carlyle. Yeah, no, what are you talking about? It? Yeah, Me and Robert Carlyle rubble run away from zombies. Yeah, in a field, and we got on a boat just like in the movies. Then a year and a bit uh, later, I watched Twenty Eight Weeks Later with a friend, and I'm mm, like, "That's my dream. They stole mm, my dream," mm, and that mm, means that production companies. Are inside of our brains. So what? So Blumhouse, we anyway, Blumhouse is a, a great company with lots of. We've really got over on this one as well. I feel it's, like we should start wrapping up. Yeah. Does anyone want I, to mention anything we haven't yet? I do, but I'll let someone else go first. I would like to mention that I've had a lovely time. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'd like to mention. This has been a real treat for me. I don't get to talk to many people. <laughs> It's been lovely. <laughs> now, I, I'd I'd like to say that, like, you know, I feel even though we're critical of perhaps, you know, the Mars, the the Happy Death Days, even though I know you enjoyed it, but oh, yeah. you know, a critical of some of those ones. I think Blumhouse and Mister Blum have a very good finger on the pulse of like horror genre and being able to change that genre in reflection of American society. And I actually think having now had this discussion. I actually think their film catalogue, even with The Misses, does that a lot. I think they do that a lot, even without horror. We've talked about, you know, Black Klansmen. I think they have a very... They got a finger on their pulse, basically, on making films that I think have a lot to say 
about society and i think horror films do that anyway it's kind of what i started but it's i think horror films have this element of being able to reflect the tensions of american society and the society at large in the uk due to the fact that they're always being made and i think that you have blumhouse really doing that to a t and i think they're great they're really good i enjoy it yeah i agree and i think um in terms of them being like fling on the pulse and stuff there was a thing a couple of years ago i think wasn't there where mr blum um landed himself in hot water a bit about not having had barely any female directors in the Blumhouse mm. films. Mm, that's um, a very good point. And he sort of just, he sort of tried oh, to say, he, he like tried to say that, that they just weren't enough or something. And then people pointed out all the like Karen Kasama <laughs> and oh, Mr. Um, Blum. That was great. And and was, these but women, but, but women. Mr. Blum has since apologized and they're doing, we haven't really mentioned, but they're doing this thing where they're like rebooting the universal monsters. I was about to say Invisible Man. Invisible Man. That's what I was going to mention. It's Invisible Man. I watched it last night. Amazing. (laughs) Um, Invisible Man is brilliant. Mm. Absolutely Mm. fantastic. Elizabeth Moss is a queen. Um, Mm. That's such a good film. That's one of the best, I think. It's still, isn't it a male director again? It is Lee Winnell, who you saw in Insidious. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but great film. Great, great film, film, but yeah, they're yeah. doing, I think they're doing a mummy in a few years. Ooh. And I think they're doing that. I think they're doing a Dracula, and that's Karen Kasama. Nice. I think. Oh, nice. Um, okay, cool. I think he said cool, he's cool. committing to hiring more film directors and stuff. And I just thought that was worth pointing out because yes. like, they are kind of in that, you know, reflect society thing and he did land himself out water then and sort of backtracked mm-hmm. and said sorry etc um but invisible man like, another one that christmas does have a fingers yeah yeah like christmas had a female director oh um, good good sophia Tukal. that's right it's i think invisible man, charged film isn't it yeah i think invisible man has such like a finger on the pulse again though yeah like that yeah. Oh, again yeah, yeah really well done that one like that is so well put together but the success um, of that i think is leading to this I think it was, it was a co-production. So Universal distributed it. And I think that it's like, the, you know, the old Universal Monsters thing. And they yes. tried to launch it a few years ago, like a big budget one. <laughs> that was so bad. The, the Tom Cruise mummy, and there was that promotional so... show with Johnny Depp. And then, you know, well, that's bad. Uh, oh, oh, it was then, so bad. Um, but <laughs> it they're doing so it now, bad. I think, in a sort of blummy way. So Lee, when I was doing the Wolfman film with Ryan Gosling. Cool. And cool. I think it's oh, Karen Stiles doing Dracula yeah. and someone else is doing the mummy, like, differently nice. or something. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. Exciting times because they're going down the sort of um, sort of low budgety Invisible Man. Mm. I mean, Invisible Man wasn't low budget, but he's no. still he's still Blumhouse, you know. And I think there's a place for all these things. Let's not let we forget um, the the absolute domination of franchises and Disney, etc. Mm-hmm. At the moment, mm-hmm. um, and just Blumhouse is worth having at least for the fact that they're getting films in cinemas pretty mm. much entirely. The odd one has gone to Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, but in films, in cinemas, horrors that need to be seen on the big screen, and they're doing that, and they're for, they're being able to do that through you know tight budget management and making a big profit off of it. So you know more power to them, really. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I do think Blumhouse uh, they've always produced as we we know there's hits and misses, but predominantly they've produced some amazing. You know, they carry the underdog, as we kind of said earlier. And, you know, those people have gone on to do great movies and bigger directions. And, you know, actors have done bigger movies off the back of their Blumhouse, um, you know, creations, if you will. And Mm. I just love where they're going. And they always have creative and interesting different films. Whether we like them or we don't like them, there's always an audience for them. And that's the thing with Blumhouse. So, you know, Insidious is for one audience. Happy Death Day is for the next audience. And it seems to have a wide collective of people who enjoy at least one of the catalogue, if you will. 
And so, you know, you can't you can't be mad at that. Mm. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah. Good for Mr. Blum. Yeah. Yes. And he now is aware that women can do things. So I mean he's Do you, he's do you think that moment stuff. when people told him women can direct, he was like, Oh what? I think what? I think he <laughs> specific I think he specifically said horror directors. And then people oh, okay. and then people okay. pointed out, which probably should be a higher number, but that's not really there's not a reason to not hire the ones that do exist. Yeah, that's um, not an argument. I think it's, <laughs> it's, it's a it's a misjudgment that he's hopefully correcting. Mm-hmm. And we'll, mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. I'm looking forward to okay. seeing the Dracula definitely. So yeah, I'm, yeah, that's really you can't cool. Beat Especially the Gary Oldman one though. I spe- oh, get out! The, that, <laughs> so, oh, come on! The better ones, uh, Christopher <laughs> Lee. But the uh, actually, I I actually really love Nos. Uh, I love the um, Nosferatu oh, with yeah. um, oh, the yeah. German, the German original black and white. I yeah. think that's amazing to be edgy Terrifying. and unique. Um, but the especially after the terrible attempt they did uh, earlier with the Paramount, uh, the Universal Paramount, ooh, uh, the Universal Monsters remake, and they had the terrible like Dracula one. Do you remember that terrible oh, Dracula, Dracula Untold? Was it? Yes. 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 It has the final lines. It has the final lines where he's walking away and he's like, Oh, and now the fun begins. And nothing began. Nothing began. Like, (laughs) it was so bad. Bad It was so bad. Oh, no. I I hate that film. Uh, But, yeah, no, definitely exciting times ahead. And I really do like Blumhouse a lot. Um, They're so good. They're so good. We've yeah. all had such a lovely time this evening. We've discussed I've Blumhouse. We've discussed falling time. over. We've discussed the our TV ages. people stealing my dreams. Our oh, ages. Oh, I've just found my keys. Oh, oh, yeah. That's, oh, oh there we go. We've gone full circle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Andy. He's so tired now. I can I'm sorry, mate. This is what happens when we're on podcast. Uh, yes, I'm going to go to bed. Um, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I need to eat, you know. I haven't eaten. He's going to take a Xanax. Well, Ian, Ian hasn't eaten. And nah. listen, uh, we're recording this at half nine at the moment. So. Yeah, I haven't eaten yet. Um, I haven't eaten. I'm making chicken and uh, in sriracha and soy. Oh, like, we do sauce. like sriracha. I love sriracha. Chris is just listening to this part at the end. He's like, what is happening? <laughs> Why are we talking about what we're eating? I'm, try- I'm, I'm actually trying to z- transition into eating less meat, but like chicken what? is a very. <laughs> It's very versatile. Yeah, you're bigging up your chicken strategy. I, I, I'm in favour. Yeah. I'm a vegan. Yeah, no, I eat a lot of tofu now. I think tofu is really good. I and like, yeah. Oh, nice. What you yeah, making before yeah. this? Because I was prepared. Ah, I ah, see. I have to cook. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But no, I, I, I've really gotten into cooking with tofu. I think it's a really like. It's something that I was a bit nervous about making, and now I don't. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> yes, <laughs> we just... <laughs> Andy, sign us off. Sign us off, we Andy. Like two listeners, and they've gone. Um... <laughs> just clicking <laughs> away frantically right now. Yeah, <laughs> even our our editor, Supremo Chris, has, has gone by this point. Yeah. <sighs> right. On that note, it's goodbye from Rachel Pollan. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Ian Lunny. Bye. And it's goodbye from me, Andrew Young. See you next time. Thank you. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.